welcome to the Bless Our Mess podcast, dedicated to strengthening marriages, families, and mental health. Taylor is a licensed therapist that brings his life's work and experiences to these crucial conversations. Life has its way of getting messy, so remember to join us, and together we can bless our mess. Welcome back to Bless Our Mess. It has been several months since our last episode, and for good reason. I have been working on creating tailored therapy courses. And this came about due to a brunch several months ago that I had with a family member, an extended family member, talking about, you know, what it's like being a therapist, some of the issues and things that I work with, um, you know, depression, anxiety, marital distress, relationship problems, addiction, anger management, parenting, and so on. So we got talking about that. And as the conversation unfolded, he asked me, how can you replicate this? He goes, it's clear. I see it in my community that there is a high demand right now for mental health um, content, help, you know, things like that. Like there's there's a big mental health crisis, right? And he's aware of it. And so I've been sitting on this idea of creating these therapy courses for probably six to seven years now. Okay. And as I just excitedly told him about, you know, my idea or whatever, and how I really enjoy working with clients one-on-one, and it's great to see their lives transform. And I hope it's, you know, this amazing process for them and that they get a lot out of it. And because I do, I feel like I'm serving a higher purpose when I help people, you know, at the end of the day, though, when my head hits the pillow, I get this idea and this feeling that it's not enough. I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. Right. And I kept telling him about that. And he goes, sounds like you ruminate on this quite a bit. I confirmed. Yes, I do. And he said, he's a, he's a very spiritual uh, man. And he just said, listen, here's, here's my belief that rumination is revelation, right? And God's trying to point you in a direction of what you should be doing, yeah, right? And he goes, I think it's time to listen. If you've sat on this for that long, I think it's time to listen and start taking action. That really resonated with me, you know, to, to see that and to hear that and just, it got me going, right? Stoked the fire, started learning trial trial and error and just doing everything I could to get it together. And so I'm super excited about today's episode because we get to introduce not only tailored therapy courses, but I have to give a a shout out to the audience. You guys are amazing Um, because there's just so much that I wanted to create in regards to these therapy courses. I turned to um, the episode stats, right? And just kind of took a look and just go, okay, what is in demand? What, what do the audience want? What do they need? And as I looked at the most downloaded episodes of all time on the Bless RMS podcast, it had to do with parenting. It's the parenting ones. And so it's clear that, uh, there's a demand that parents are aware that we're facing new a new era a new time and that maybe some of these traditional parenting approaches um, are not as effective as we would hope they would be right and i can agree with that and sometimes unknowingly when we use the more traditional styles of parenting 
um, it we can be setting our kids up to fail unintentionally, of course. Um, but in this course titled Raise Mentally Strong, Emotionally Resilient, and Self-Reliant Children, not only do we talk about some of those traditional parenting approaches, the unspoken messages and how they can actually do more harm than good. And we we start to introduce really research-based parenting approaches that work in helping our children be mentally strong, emotionally resilient, and eventually become self-reliant. Because okay? as parents, at the end of the day, that's kind of our goal. We signed up for that when we decided to be parents is to make ourselves obsolete. Now, when I say that, it's that our children don't need us. Don't get need and want mixed up because they're two very different things. Need is like, I depend on you, right? They are our dependents. If it weren't for us, they wouldn't have a house or a you know, roof over their head, clothes on their back, food in their bellies, right? Like they would go without those necessities, right? And that's why they need us and they are a dependent. But there is this thing that we all know exists and it's mortality. And whether we're aware of it consciously or subconsciously, or we try not to think about it or whatever, it, it's inevitable. Okay. So there will come a time where you will not be in your children's life. And when I say that, I know that gets me nervous, just even thinking about it, right? We've got six children and it, but what it does is light a fire under me going, yeah, what would be the most crucial, important things that my children would need to know and develop now so they can be successful later when I'm not around to hold their hand and to help them, right? That they will be able to manage life's, manage life's difficulties on their own, okay? And so that is what is captured in this course, okay? And it's amazing at the research findings. I love it. They. The parents that use these approaches with their children, their children demonstrated these things, okay? They demonstrated higher reading and math scores, as well as just overall academics. They were better off academically. They performed better. They demonstrated higher levels of self-regulation. They had better impulse control. They had fewer illnesses. Love that one. And the researchers speculate that it's due to the parent-child relationship where the bond becomes so strong that the child can um, confidently go to their parents with life stressors, okay? Because as we know, the research says high stress levels equal high cortisol. High cortisol is lower immune, lower immune, more illnesses. And so they're saying based on their research that because the bond between the parent, the child felt more secure going to the parent and they could express their stresses, which meant lower cortisol in the children, fewer illnesses. Love that one. These children are better able to focus their attention on small tasks to long, long tasks, right? They can keep their attention uh, better for longer periods of time, which is huge. Um, ADHD, ADD symptoms in children is just rampant right now. And it, it continues to become an issue. And it does cause a lot of problems for children later on in life. Okay? 
It really does. It causes a lot of impairments in any parents out there that have adult, you know, ADHD symptoms and stuff and had it through their childhood, they can attest, okay, that it creates a lot of impairments. And so I loved that about the research findings of these parenting approaches is better focus. The children could delay gratification for longer, right? The infamous marshmallow test, right, was actually kind of the kickoff to understanding certain parenting approaches that helped children delay gratification. Because if they can delay gratification, they have better self-regulation, they can control impulse, impulse, they can focus their attention for something greater down the road, right? Amazing. So they can delay gratification. They had uh, better, they were better at self-motivation. They were self-starters. And I love that one. I've seen it even in my own home, right? Where I might only have to give one prompt to get your responsibilities done. We call them responsibilities, not chores, right? If you've listened, we've mentioned, uh, you, you know, that in past episodes, but it might take one, maybe two reminders. Now, granted, they're children and some days are better than others, but we do see this, especially as they get older, right? There isn't the, hey, are you getting your homework done stuff? I'm not having to hover and monitor and what, look over their shoulder because they're better at motivating. You know, my son will come home, dad, still rocking the 4.0. And I'm going, awesome, dude. Amazing. And I'm not having to go, hey, did you get your homework done? Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Right? Now, granted, they're children and you're going to have to do that as parents, but it's just to exemplify some of these things, right? They're better at getting going on their own. That self-motivation is high. They're better able to cope with life's difficulties, the ebbs and the flows of life. This one's, this one's crucial because I, I think I can best explain this one is the children were better able to keep their emotions in proportion to what was actually going on. Like you're in the grocery store and your child asks for a treat and you say no and the child has a complete meltdown, right? It's going, whoa, your reaction as a child is out of proportion to what's going on. I just said you couldn't have a candy bar. Not that like Armageddon's going on, right? This complete apocalyptic event is unfolding in the grocery store, right? I've seen it happen. Oh, I was at the hardware store the other day and oh, this poor mother, it was happening. The whole store could hear what was going on. And my heart just went out to this parent. I I definitely experienced some serious secondhand embarrassment during that, but they're better able to cope with the ebbs and flows. So that means that this kind of goes back to that self-regulation, but they're able to keep their emotions in proportion to what's actually going on, which is awesome. This one, this next thing that I'd like to highlight, amazing, probably one of my most favorite aspects of these parenting approaches, the children require less discipline. Now, granted, this is as they get older, okay? Um, and there is a time and spl- space for discipline. Like children thrive actually under structure and boundaries and things like that. And as parents, we are there to enforce that. And that's what technically is considered discipline, right? Here's the boundaries. Here's the limits. I'm trying to help keep us in with, you know, within these boundaries and limits. And therefore that's the discipline. But amazing thing with these parenting approaches, they require less discipline. 
And I think a lot of that has to do with their ability through these approaches, they develop higher levels of emotional and mental maturity. And so if they can delay gratification longer, that means they are thinking several steps ahead, right? So they then now are governing themselves going, "Mm, if I do this now, what's that going to look like for me when an hour from now or when I get home or when mom or dad comes home and like, right? They, and so they require less discipline because they're doing self-discipline because they go, I either want this outcome or I don't. So that kind of governs their current behavior. Amazing. I love that aspect. I see this in my children as they get older and I absolutely love it. And then this last one, healthier peer relationships. I think this one's crucial because it's uh, the peer groups in which they get involved with. And there comes a point in time where friends are more important than family. Okay. It's inevitable. And from an evolutionary standpoint, that makes a lot of sense, right? Our species would cease to exist if our children didn't want to go out and be with friends, which then later on translate into them finding interest in someone, dating, eventual, you know, marriage and creating families and stuff like that. Okay. There comes a point where they want to spread their wings. And so I love this one because they have healthier peer relationships. Okay. They are surrounding themselves with like-minded people that are, have developed these things, you know, that are thinking ahead, that they're not acting, you know, just on emotion and, you know, stuff like that. And so they're, they're less susceptible to peer pressures of early, you know, sexual promiscuity, drug, alcohol use, you know, things of that nature. Um, they're less likely to get involved with that stuff. Now, that's not to say that they won't be exposed to it, but what they do with that exposure is everything, right? So if we've created that relationship where they feel comfortable coming to us going, hey, so I kind of got exposed, you know, to pornography today. Here's what's going on. And last time I checked, and this was years ago, so it's probably decreased even since then, but the, the... the average age of exposure to pornography is like six, okay? That is nuts. It's insane. Six years old. They're so young and innocent, right? And so we need to have some of these things in place so they feel comfortable coming to us going, hey, mom, dad, I saw this, you know, or hey, mom, dad, I'm getting pressured to, um, you know, do sexual things with, uh, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. I'm getting pressured to do drugs, alcohol. We want them to come to you for that stuff. And so these parenting approaches really help establish that kind of relationship. But more importantly, it really helps the child develop, again, their mental and emotional maturity to where they require less discipline from you because they're doing it themselves, right? And so when I meet with parents, you know, in private practice, And they're in there for the purpose of parenting. You know, I'll I'll ask that every time a new client comes in. So what's bringing you in? What are we wanting to work on? What's kind of the goal? And if they're there for parenting, I'm having troubles with a child. Um, When I ask them kind of what's the goal, somewhere in there is this sentiment and this statement. I want to give my children a better life than I had growing up. Okay. Now, whether that's a, a, a healthier environment for a child mentally and emotionally, 
or maybe even the physically, maybe not so much the physical abuse, but more of like um, the quality of life, you know, of like maybe they grew up in poorer circumstances and they want to give their ch- their children a, a better livelihood, you know, things of that nature. And so at the end of the day, isn't that just the goal? Let's create a better life for our children. Because I, I kind of call the parents that come in seeking help, I call them chain breakers. Okay. They're aware that at some point, even though they love mom and dad or whatever, they just feel like there was something, uh, a disconnect and they don't want to either pass, you know, generational traumas onto their children that were passed on to them. That's why I call them chain breakers. They're almost pioneers. Like we're starting fresh because I want my children to grow up developing healthy habits that will help them excel in life so they can then pass it on to my children or my grandchildren, their children, right? And so forth. And so kind of went down a rabbit hole on that. Welcome to my mind and the way that it works. But we really are looking at beyond just the here and now, right? What uh, what type of life, quality of life do we want our children to have and our grandchildren and so on, right? Like we could make a big impact on this mental health crises just by some of implementing some of these type of parenting approaches. So I do want to be able to pay it forward. Now you can find this course at tailoredtherapy.com, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D therapy.com. I want to pay it forward. Okay. At checkout, use B-O-M-2-0, B-O-M-20, all lowercase, no spaces, for 20% off the course, okay? So go check it out again, because I want to just pay it forward and say thank you. Because even though in the absence of creating episodes and things, the show continues to grow. I'll get an email every week um, outlining unique and new downloads. And without a doubt, it'll range from anywhere from 50 to 100 downloads. And it just blows my mind because I'm not creating any content, which I'm hoping it means in my mind, it translates to this. There was something in that, in those episodes that resonated enough for you to share with somebody else. Right. And that really just helps, you know, almost take me to another level mentally, because I do believe that this is my purpose in life is to try to help as many people as possible, find a higher quality of life to experience that joy and happiness that we all deserve, right? And so I cannot thank you enough. I don't know if there's words to express the gratitude that I feel for you continuing to help spread the information and spread the word because that I'm hoping means there's someone out there that is now finding a little bit more joy in their life. So thank you so much for being that. That's why I want to pay it forward with that BOM20 discount for the Raise Mentally Strong, Emotionally Resilient, and Self-Reliant Children. Okay? And keep an eye on that, uh, tailoredtherapy.com. Keep an eye on it because there are more to come, right? I've got uh, two more about ready, <laughs> fine-tuning some things, but it is, you know, parenting approaches for, you know, the difficulties of ADHD and ODD right? Behaviors in children. There's one on that. And then uh, another one for emotional regulation, not just for ourselves, but for our children, right? And how that can help 
So anyway, there's more in the pipeline. It's on its way. Thank you so much for your continued support of what we're doing. All right. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Bless Our Mess podcast. We hope this episode has added value in your life and the lives of your loved ones. Don't miss out on future episodes by subscribing, following, and reviewing the show. Remember, when life gets messy, to join us and together we can bless our mess.